are listening to a message from Bethany First Church of the Nazarene, online at bethanynaz.org. You know, as we move toward Thanksgiving week, one of the things that I am most thankful for in my life is getting to be a part of this community of faith and worshiping with you and growing with you in my journey with God. Annette and I love being here in Bethany, Oklahoma. We're not from here, but we got here as soon as we could. And now that we're here, we're really grateful to be here. So thanks so much for letting us be part of your lives. We've, we've been in a series called The Path. And uh, I've invited you to read a book with me through the series by a guy whose name is Andy Stanley called The Principle of the Path. And I've also challenged you to study this book with me in your small groups. And in your worship folder today, like every day, there are study questions for your small group. And also in your worship folder, there are daily devotionals that you can read throughout this week every day that will point you back to Sunday sermon. So I just challenge you to use that worship folder as a tool to help you grow throughout the week in your journey with God. The overriding idea is simply this. You and me have chosen paths in our lives that have very predictable futures. And so I'm having conversations where you're saying, okay, pastor, I'm with you. If I stay on the financial path that I've chosen, eventually I can see where this is going to take me. For some of you, those have been positive conversations For some of you, those have been very negative conversations. Or if I stay on the path that I'm on in this relationship, I can see where it's going. Or if I stay on the path that I'm on physically, the way that I'm eating, the way that I'm caring for my body, I can see where this ends up. Or if I stay on the path that I'm on right now in my relationship with God, I can see where this is going. And I've been quoting these lines to you. Direction determines destination every time. I always end up where the path that I've chosen takes me. Okay? So, think with me a little bit here, okay? I've really challenged you throughout these last few weeks, and this is the last sermon of this series until we come back and pick it up again after the first of the year because we start Advent next week. But I've really challenged you to consider the direction your life is going. And some of you are sitting there saying, Pastor Rick, I feel like you're asking me to change the direction my life is going. And in some cases, I'm challenging you to do that. What I really want to talk to you about today is, why is it so hard sometimes to get on the right path? Why is there such a struggle in me to get on the best possible path for my life. Why do I fight against it? And I think it's more than just saying that I don't completely trust God with my future. I think it's more about saying, I don't know that I'm ready to submit my future to God. I don't know that I'm ready to say, okay, God, if this is the path you want me on, I will get on this path and I won't turn to the right and I won't turn to the left. I will just stay on the path that you've chosen for me. Because that means that I no longer make certain choices and that I actually surrender my will to God. 
And then I say from now on, okay, I'm taking my hands off. And you get to choose the direction of my life, not me. Solomon in the book of Proverbs says these words, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. What if you trusted God with your future? What if you just said, okay, from now on, I'm just trusting God. I'm going to ask Him to direct my paths. Whatever He chooses, that's the path I'm going to take. And I'm going to be good with that. So do me a favor, will you? Grab a Bible. If you didn't bring one, find one in front of you. If you need your phone to get your Bible, go to your phone. Go to the book of Proverbs, okay? Chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Just two verses. Proverbs chapter 3. Verses 5 and 6, okay? And I want to share the Word of God with you this morning. So here is what Solomon says. This is the advice that he gives. This is God's Word speaking to you today. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, okay? So when it comes to your future and the path that you're going to take, you just trust God. You say, God, I want you to direct my path. So what is the opposite of trusting in the Lord with all of your heart. I think it's found in the next line. And here's what it says. And lean not on your own understanding. So I'm going to trust God with my future instead of directing my future myself. All right? In all of your ways, that means in your financial ways, in the ways regarding my physical life, in the ways regarding my relationships and my journey with God, in all of your ways, submit to Him. And here's the good news. And He will make your paths straight. He will keep you on the right path. This is God's Word for us today. I'm really excited to talk to you about these verses, okay? Um, I, I, was in, I was in Guatemala uh, back several years ago, and I made a friend there. And one day we were talking, and he said, Pastor Rick, I was elected to a board that meets in Kansas City. And I said to him, you know, that's interesting, Danilo, because I serve on that same board. And I said, so you're coming to Kansas City, but I will be in Kansas City when you're there. In fact, we'll be in the same meetings. And so we were looking forward to seeing each other in Kansas City. And I had been to Guatemala many times over the last five, six years. And so we met up in Kansas City where these meetings were taking place for the church in a hotel. And so I'm walking down the hallway of a hotel, and there he comes. And I said, hey, you made it. And he says, yeah, I made it. And I said, are you staying in this hotel? And he says, yes. And I said, well, I'm staying in this hotel too. And I said, everything's okay. And he says, everything's okay. And then... He looks at me and he gets this big grin on his face. And as he begins to say this, he just begins to laugh really hard. He says, Pastor, there are six pillows on my bed. And he just starts laughing really hard. And I start laughing really hard. And then he says to me, what could one man possibly do with six pillows? For a man who has lived all of his life in a third world country where most of the people have never owned a pillow, the idea of putting him in a hotel room alone with six pillows just seemed absurd. And I think that is the direction that Solomon is coming from, okay? To Solomon, when he says, 
you really ought to trust the Lord with all of your heart. And you should not lean to your own understanding. It's like saying this, the craziest thing I've ever heard of in my life is someone who looks at God, the God who created everything, and the God who knows all things. And he stands there and says, I am willing to guide and direct your life. And the craziest thing in the world is for a person to say, thanks for the offer, but I've got some good ideas myself, and I think I'm going to fly solo. I think I'll try my own way. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard of in my life. But yet it's real. In fact, it's kind of common. The God of the universe who knows everything says, walk with me. I'll direct your paths. I will be your personal guide through life. I will give you the best possible life that could ever be lived. And we listen to the offer and our response is, thanks anyway, but I think I have some pretty good ideas some pretty cool notions, and I think I'm just going to try it on my own. But thanks for the offer. And Solomon is saying, that's not the way to to live life. Have you ever said these words? Have you ever said, um, if I could have known then what I know now? You ever said those words? Boy, would I ever make a different choice? And here's my response to that. You probably wouldn't have made a different choice. Because if you would have known then what you know now, hey, you probably didn't know a whole lot then. And you probably ignored a lot of red flags. <laughs> and you probably made some choices on your own. And you've probably ignored a lot of good advice like I've ignored a lot of good advice throughout my lifetime. I mean, I've ignored a lot of really good advice. And what you come to learn is that our problem is not a lack of information or understanding. My wife and I, we drive down the road, and I'll say to Annette, I wonder how many people live in this little town. And Annette says, Sari, how many people live in this town? And Sari says, 54,000 people. And we say, thank you, Sari. I'm always grabbing my phone, and I'm saying, Sari, define this word for me. And Sari defines the word. I mean, there is a plethora of information all around me. I've got information everywhere. I have understanding like you would not believe. What am I doing right now? Physically, what am I doing? I'm leaning on this podium, aren't I? You remember this song? Lean on me when you're not strong. I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on and it won't be long till I'm going to need somebody to lean on. And nobody left while I sung. That's good. I get the idea, don't you? I'm going to lean on you one day, so why don't you go ahead and lean on me? I lean on a podium. You know what I do if I'm in a room where there are not seats available? At some point, I'm going to find myself leaning up against the wall. 
And so when you go back to this original Hebrew language in which Solomon was speaking in, that idea is crystal clear. It's as simple as anyone can make it. What are you leaning on? Simply means to support yourself with. And Solomon says, (laughs) if the God of the universe who knows everything, is offering to guide you through life along the paths. Why in the world would anybody say, no thanks, I think I'll just lean on my own understanding. It's the craziest thing in the world. But it's the most common thing I've ever known. Okay, so what's the alternative? I'm really proud of Chris Pollock. You know who Chris Pollock is? Chris has been on our staff for many years and felt a call to plant a church down in Midtown. I'm very proud of Thaddeus Black. I wonder if Thaddeus is in the house. Yes, yes? He's not in here this morning. He would have already been reaching out. Uh, Thaddeus, Thaddeus, I remember the day we're in the car together and I said, Thaddeus, I believe maybe God is speaking to us about planting a church in two lakes. And I remember that look on Thaddeus' face when he turns around and looks at me and he says, God's speaking. We've had this agreement with Midtown that we're going to be involved in them, with them financially, but that ends at the end of December. So in other words, after December, January 2017, they're kind of on their own financially. I mean, these guys have taken huge steps. And when I go to those churches, I don't think to myself, one day there's going to be a church here. I think to myself, there is a gathering of the people of God here right now. I mean, there's church. Did you know that the other day on a Sunday morning at Two Lakes, Pastor Thaddeus had 86 people in service? Isn't it amazing? Just amazing. So how did they know that was the path? How how did they know that God was saying, this is the path that I'm calling you to? How do you come to get that? So let me tell you Solomon's story. Solomon is a young man and his daddy dies. His father was David. He was the most loved king of all of Israel. So when David dies, Solomon, his son, becomes king. And God appears to Solomon one night, and here's what God says to him. Okay, this is out of the Bible. You ready? God says, Solomon, I will grant you one request. Whatever you ask for, I will give it to you. I mean, God hands Solomon a blank check and says, fill in the amount. So if God said to you, I will give you one request, whatever you ask for, What would you ask for? Wow. Are you stumped? Damaris, what are you going to ask for? I mean, it's just what God says to Solomon. I will give you anything you ask for, one request. And you know what Solomon asked for? He says, okay, God, if I get one request, here's the deal. I'm now the king of Israel, but I'm young. I don't have the wisdom that I need to govern your people. So if you're going to give me one thing, here's what I want. I want wisdom to govern your people. And God says, are you 
kidding me? <laughs> I offer you anything in the world that you want and you ask for wisdom to govern my people. You turn around and you spend it on me? Well, I will give you that, but I will give you things you never asked for. I will give you things like wealth, riches, and honor. And in your lifetime, there will be no king who will ever compare to you. You will have no equal. And so here's Solomon with all of this God-given wisdom. And somehow Solomon is wise enough to know that wisdom is not enough. Don't lean on your own understanding. It's not enough. Submit yourself to God in all of your ways. We have a granddaughter named Sadie. We were with her for a couple of days this week. She's two years old. And now she refers to herself in the third person. I haven't looked it up to see what that means, but I assume it means you're really brilliant. (laughs) And so I'm trying to do something for her that she can't do for herself, like tie a shoe or help her do something. And you know what she says to me? No, Ricky. Sadie, do it. Sadie, do it. I'm thinking, Sadie, do it. Sadie can't do it. Sadie don't know how to do it. But she is so independent. And I'll be like, no, Sadie, let me. No, Sadie, do it. Like you, well, you can't do it. Do you understand that our problem is not information? It's not understanding? Our problem is independence. The only reason we ever get off the path and find ourselves on destructive paths is because we are saying to the God of the universe, I'll do it. Our problem is not information. Our problem is not understanding. Our problem is independence. And so Solomon says, in all of your ways, in your financial ways, in your physical ways, in your moral choices, in your journey with God, in all of your ways, submit to Him. Because your problem is not understanding. Your problem is submission. And coming to this place in your life that you say, God, you know what? Whatever path you choose for me, I'm going to accept that. Because you want the best possible life for me. All right, so let's talk about why, okay? So I was at a dinner the other night, and there were these people there from a little town down in Texas. And, and they go to a Nazarene church there, and they said, Hey, Rick, we've got to tell you about what's been going on at our church. And I said, I want to hear. And so they said, There's this little airport nearby our church, this little airfield, and it's a training center too. And, and uh, there's actually housing there where people come in for training. Well, somehow... They've made some kind of connection with the government in China. And China is sending all of these young Chinese men in their 20s over to our little town down here in Texas to get training to become 
airplane pilots. And I said, well, yeah, it's kind of interesting. And they said, well, here's what's happened. Where they stay is within walking distance of our church. So a couple of the guys walked over to our church and began to attend our church, and they became Christians. We don't mean that they like, you know, just kind of offered some lip service. We mean they were born again. I mean, they were dramatically changed. And so they go back and they start inviting the other guys to come over, you know, and, and, and to be a part of the church. And now lots of these young men have become Christian. You're going to love this, Vern. I said, how many have become Christian? She said, 34. So on Saturday nights, instead of going to the bars, they come over to our fellowship hall and we brought in all of these ping pong tables. They love table tennis. They have tournaments. We don't dare play because we couldn't compete, but we cook food for them. And they hang out at the church. Now here's what they're doing. Some of them have already finished and go back to China. And they're sending us pictures of people that they've witnessed to in China who have become Christians. And they said, what's happening is, is that we are sending missionaries all over China. (laughs) This little Nazarene church in this small Texas town. Think about this. And I talked to the pastor the next day and I said, man, are you just like blown away by this? He goes, I would have never imagined anything like this in all of my life. Solomon says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding, okay? In all of your ways, submit to Him because He will get you on the right path. He will get you to the destination that you should arrive at. And He'll work in ways that are beyond your imagination. See, here's this really great part of the story, and that is that God, who loves you so much, and all He has ever wanted is relationship with you, but sin messes up that relationship, and God is there, and I'm here, but there's something between us, and what's between us is my sin. And Jesus comes into my world and He takes my sin upon Himself. And now He removes that thing that separates me from God. And now I am free to be in relationship with God. And God says, all I want to do is walk with you in relationship. And I want to guide your path. And I want to give you the best possible life I can give you. I just want to be in relationship with you. And I want to guide you. And I will get you to where you need to be. That's really good news. You love this stuff? I love this stuff. All right, let me finish up with this. Do you remember me talking about a a default future? A default future is what's likely to happen if the unexpected does not come along. So it's it's a young guy that I met a few years ago, and I said, so what do you, what are you thinking? You're out of college. You like your job? Yeah. I said, you're going to keep this job? And he goes, probably. I mean, it's a good job. I said, you're going to marry that girl? And he goes, most likely. Yeah, we'll probably get married. Kids? He said, I think we probably have some kids. I said, what do you love? What are you passionate about? He goes, oh, you football. And so I think that's his default future. I mean, if nothing unexpected comes along, I'll probably keep this job. I'll probably marry this girl. We'll probably have some kids, and I'll probably watch a lot of OU football. 
if nothing unexpected long comes along, this is kind of my future. I, I, I think there's default paths. And I think I'm looking at some people right now who would say, Rick, I don't know if I chose this path or if this path kind of chose me. It's just what's happened. I just kind of was going along through life. And lo and behold, here's the path I'm on. I wasn't real proactive. Temptation came. I gave in a little. The challenge to be a better person, I gave in to that a little. I don't know if I really chose a path or if a path kind of chose me. And I'm saying to you today, choose a path. Choose God's very best for you. If the God of the universe is saying to you, come on, let's walk together. There's nothing that I don't know, even the future. Let me direct your path. Then respond to God this morning by saying, All right, so I want us to pray together before we go. I got a bracelet that I wear all the time. There's a friend of mine whose name is Stan Toller, and he has cancer these days, and I'm praying for him to be healed of that cancer. His sons attend our church and their families, and they gave me this bracelet, and I've worn it ever since they gave it to me. I wear it every day, and it's a great reminder to pray. Judy Dixon is our pastor over our nursery and Kids Day Out. And Judy is truly in a battle for her life, fighting this cancer battle. She's not here with us today. She comes to church and works when she is more sick than anybody you can imagine. She just loves to serve families with kids, and she wants to fulfill her calling. And so I want us to pray for Judy, for Stan. And then there's other people that are fighting cancer that I'm praying for and other families. And you may have people in your life that you're praying for too. It may be that when we stand in a moment, you guys can come if you want, Kyle. It may be that you would want to pray about the sermon this morning. Maybe you want to pray about the path that you're on. Maybe you're not a follower of Jesus. You would say, I, I wouldn't consider myself a Christian. Then, then this morning, I'm making an invitation to you. Would you consider following Jesus with your life? Would you consider that path? He will forgive you of your sin. He will change your heart. And life can begin again today for you. If, if you say, Pastor, for kind of years, I've been kind of walking with the Lord or... You know, I mean, I've been attempting to do that. I mean, I, I believe I'm a Christian. I, I want to follow Jesus, but I'm on a path that's taken me nowhere. I'm not making any progress in my journey with God. Then, then this morning, could I just say to you, would you pray about fully surrendering your heart to Jesus? This is our heritage. This is who we are. It, it's, it's about coming to this place in my life that says, I submit my whole will to God. I let Him choose the path from now on. 
I just want what God wants for me. I want Him to sanctify me, to set my life completely apart for His service, for His purpose. I want to be filled completely with His Spirit. I want to be all His. I don't want Him to do with me whatever He wants to do with me. So why don't we stand this morning? And if you want to come and pray for yourself, come. If you want to pray for a friend, come. Maybe it's not a physical problem a friend has. Maybe it's they're on a bad path and it's breaking your heart and you want to pray for them. So we're going to sing. And if you want to come and pray, I welcome you to come and pray this morning, okay?
Father, in these moments, where we come to you just as we are, we bring all that we have, God. We trust you. We lean into you. We thank you, God, for those that are here in this place with us that you've given us to lean into as we all lean into who you are, God. We want to be more like you. We know, God, that we cannot change on our own. We need you to change our hearts, change our lives, change our minds. So in all things, God, we trust, we give to you our all. We ask that you take these lives, God. Amen. Continue to pray if you'd like to pray. There's no rush here. If you'd like to be dismissed, be dismissed. You go in his peace and his love. Give all of your heart and soul to him. Love your neighbor as yourself. You're dismissed. You have been listening to a message from Bethany First Church of the Nazarene. Visit us online at bethanynaz.org.